All right, everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are uh, knee-deep in the offseason. The Steelers' season itself came to an end about 18 days ago. Um, And um, someone said to me today, who happens to be a Steelers fan, she said to me, uh, it was the first time I'd, I'd had a chance to talk to her since the game, and she said, did at any point you felt like you were being punked, like the whole thing was fake? Uh, and I said, I really wish that was the case, but it felt all too real. And of course it was. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Art Rooney II, uh, the team president, spoke today. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger was a big topic of conversation. Um, so we will cover that. We will cover uh, the potential of a new offensive line coach. We will talk a little bit about Matt Canada. We will also, we will also make sure that we uh, uh, talk a little Deshaun Watson too, because everybody in the Steelers nation seems to think that we're trading for him. And we'll tell you whether or not that's even possible. And uh, joining me tonight uh, are Ben and Ellie. And um, how are both of you this evening? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. I got whiskey. Excellent. I got beer. Same, same. Also enjoying uh, uh, some whiskey. Uh, Ellie, did you happen to grab an adult beverage for this evening? Um, I didn't have an adult beverage, but I do have a, a milky coffee. <laughs> a milky coffee? It's at 1030 at 1030? night. You never go to sleep. I find them quite soothing. They actually help me sleep. Oh, very nice. So, yes. Very nice. It sounds Caffeine like... Sounds like tea, tea sounds- and um, chamomile. Yeah, it Ooh, sounds like yes. you have a problem, Ellie, and uh, <laughs> you should probably go ahead and admit it now. Uh, yeah. So I used uh, to be a caffeine junkie too. I speak from experience. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I still am. Yeah, I go. I go from from coffee to pop to whiskey. One of those three doesn't have caffeine. Um, well, maybe it does. I haven't really paid attention. Uh, Ellie, I'm going to come to you mm-hmm. first, and I'm going to be blunt with my question. Yes. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2021 season? Yes. That's my blunt answer. But, hey, I asked a blunt question. I got a blunt answer. <laughs> um, do, do you think that that he will be the starting quarterback because – um, the Steelers really, really, really want him to be, or because he's going to be willing to to lower that salary in any way possible just to come back and play one more year? Well, I feel we're a little bit, I think we all know actually that we're caught between a bit of a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't foresee an option aside from picking up like you said we're going to talk about it a bit later but aside from by miraculously picking up someone like Deshaun Watson I don't Mm -hmm. know how you find someone to replace Ben this year even in the draft no not Mason Rudolph (laughs) even Mason Rudolph all right (laughs) so I think that actually I don't know I guess I was always under the impression that he would be back for the 2021 season. And I thought the only thing that would hold him Mm -hmm. back would be injury. So I do expect, I think, I think most people who have been paying attention were already aware that he was going to restructure his contract. Mm -hmm. What that restructuring um, consists of remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen a few different options. I've seen people say four years and spread spread the money out i've seen these i I don't even really understand but something about like where they don't add any additional money but you just um you just it's like kind of like an empty promise extension kind of things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. so um i was i was under the impression that yes he was going to restructure he was going to help knock off some of that 41 mil and he would be back for the 2021 season because if he retires isn't it a 21 million dollar hit yes i believe yeah. it is and and, and i'm i'm yeah I'm, I'm gonna defer the um the math here uh to ben because mm-hmm. i i don't do maths um 
but you know, so let me let me set the table here, Ben. Uh, Art Rooney the second spoke, and 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 basically what was stated was that we know Ben wants to come back and play, but we cannot have Ben come back and play at forty one million dollars worth of cap hit. Um, Ed Bouchette talked to Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger made a comment along the lines of, "I I'll play for whatever, or I'll take a cut. I, I just want to play," kind of a thing. So what Ben what has to happen here for for Ben to be able to uh you know be the starter and and return for what could very well be his final year. Uh a couple of things and I'm going to start in front of that. Mm-hmm. Um if Ben retires his cap hit is 22.25 million. Okay. Okay. That's written in stone. That hits the cap this year no matter what happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, if he plays under the current contract is 41.25 because his his 2021 compensation is 19 million. Mm-hmm. The reason that his bonus proration that that portion that I was referring to that's written in stone is so high is because they've done multiple restructures on Ben's deals. They keep pushing money into future years and future years and eventually you got to pay the piper for every dollar right. you spend. Right. So that $22 million is money they, they've already paid out to him, and now they have to accept on their cap. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of give you a brief overview of what the way bonus proration works. Um, now, typically when a player says, I'm willing to restructure, he's not really doing the team a favor. Okay? <laughs> these, guys, these guys act like they're doing the, the – the team is solid by restructuring their contract they're not what they're doing is they're taking more money now today mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to taking it over 17 installments over the course of the season and they take it now and they invest it so it, it's a better deal for the player to do a restructure mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the team also gets cap space it's a win-win that's that's the whole point but sure players are not being magnanimous by accepting a restructured deal okay a simple restructure just takes a portion of the player's compensation and spreads it out over future years on a on a contract. Uh-huh. Okay, so Ben did not say restructure. And I, I really, because people keep telling me today, yeah, Ben says a restructure is deal. Ben yeah. didn't say that. What Ben right. said is, I want to do everything that I can and made that very clear to them from the very beginning that it was my idea to basically help the team however I can this year. Mm-hmm. I don't care about my pay at all this year. Well, when you've made $253 million over the course <laughs> of your career, you can afford to be a nice guy, and Ben has. So there are two ways they can lower his cap hit, okay? They can yes. do the extension. Yes. Uh, they could add a couple years. They could add four years, um, you know, two to four years, and they can spread the $15 million. They can actually spread about $17 million and change mm-hmm. over the course of the next however many years they add on to Ben's deal. Or – okay. They can say, Ben, if you want to stay this year, you're taking a big pay cut, which is what they made Jerome Bettis do. Right. That's true. And they don't extend his deal. They just redo the last year, and they say, you're taking a pay cut. You're going to be making this much money, and this is how we're going to create cap space. And, you know, next year, we'll see. And, you know, maybe we can give you a new deal after the season. Maybe we can't. We'll see what happens. But let's, let's play out the contract and see where things go. And Ben has made it clear that he wants to do whatever he can. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what that means. Right. But a simple restructure here is not an option. Okay. They, they can either extend him to lower yeah. his cap number, or they can say, you're taking a pay cut. Those are the two options that are on the table for Ben. And they've got to lower his cap number. He knows that. They know that. They've made it clear. That's what's going to happen. Well, we, we, we've all known this for yeah. months. You know, we've been talking yeah. about it for a long time. So Extension was what I always... Right. Thought. Um, I never actually thought that the pay. I never thought about a pay cut. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I always thought it would have been the extension option. Why? Why they, would they? Why would the? Which one would be more beneficial in the long run for the for the team to cut his pay now or to, to cut his pay? Him? Oh, okay. for the team, it would be to cut his pay because okay. then they wouldn't they wouldn't be kicking that down the can, kicking the can down the road so to speak right yeah with, with yeah. in terms of having to pay the piper against the cap the mm-hmm. best thing for the team would be a pay cut i don't know if it's fair to ask a quarterback for an nfl team to cut his pay to four million dollars though 
Um, wow. That's way, way below the market. And I'm just, I'm theorizing here because he's got a $15 million yeah. um, roster bonus due in the fifth day of the league year. If they asked him to waive that and just accept $4 million, which, you know, I mean, Ben's not going to go broke if that happens, guys. You know, right. You feel real sorry for him. Like I said, he's made $250 million. But, um, you know, I don't know how fair that is. And I, I don't know whether or not his agent is going to accept, is, is going to recommend that he accept that. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Um, ben will probably want some assurances yeah. that some other players – um, you know, that there'll be attempts to sign other players, for example, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh-huh. um, okay. someone else. So this may be a quid, quid pro quo deal where Ben says, I'll lower my my salary, but I want you to spend some money on some of my guys, if mm-hmm. that's the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Would, ben, so, would the let me ask you this. Let's, let's say that the $4 million was the number. Would the union make a phone call to Ben and his agent and say, whoa, uh, we're not crazy about this because you're you're not really getting what you're worth, and that affects other people. Or, or does the union not care about a situation like this with a player oh, yeah. that's 39? The union absolutely cares. I would think, right? Yeah, they might make right. a call, but so what? I mean, he can just tell them whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Oh no, I, I it's ultimately his choice. But but we've seen these situations in the past where players have tried to do these quote unquote hometown discounts. And in many sports and, and the unions get involved and the unions like, no, 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 no. We've got to keep moving salaries in the other direction, not, right. not down. And so, right. and, and Tom Brady, yeah. for example, was criticized yeah, exactly. repeatedly for having done team friendly deals and keeping and not contributing to the increasing of the quarterback rate. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Brady's never been at the top of the pay scale ever. No, no. And he's never been that guy that set the, you know, set the, the standard. Um, you know, right now it's it's Patrick Mahomes. For a while before that, it was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, next year it'll be somebody else. Um, maybe not, though. $45 million is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot but, of cash, yeah. You know, I, I, Ben is Ben's going to do okay regardless. I'm just kind of theorizing. I'm spitballing here. I, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. my instinct is that Ben wants to help the team with their cap problem. Yeah. And the way that yeah. he's going to rationalize that because he's a super competitive guy. He is. The way that he he's going to rationalize that to himself is I'm getting something in return. I'm buying something for my money. And what I'm going to get back is I'm going to try and get some of my guys signed, you know? So, so, so what's we'll the, see. what's that reality though? I mean, we're, we're talking about a pretty good chunk of money to get, juju back though because juju isn't going to pay for eight or nine million dollars he, he's going to want high higher receiver money which he's he's going to be worth juju you know i in my opinion juju is going to be on the open market he's going to be offered upwards of 15 million a year and yes even taking a discount to stay in pittsburgh let's say he stays for 13 or 14 um that doesn't mean his cap number is going to be 13 or 14 million dollars in 2021 right. it'll probably be be fairly low Mm -hmm. it'll be affordable this year for the team but you know that doesn't mean that it's something that they can figure in long term i mean people keep going on about how the steelers have all this cap room in 2022 no that's because they have 17 players under contract (laughs) 17 yeah and there are a whole bunch of high ticket items that need to be taken care of before people can take a look at that yes. cap and say, Oh yeah, we've got all kinds of space. No, we don't. We do no. not. Well, and, and this is a reason why I think people come to our podcast because they, they see that and they think exactly what you just said. Oh, we've got all this cap room. No people. It doesn't work like that. You, you, you have guys under contract with massive contracts and you have to deal with those. Um, it's, it's just not, I, I can remember a few years back when, when people were talking about how much cap room the Steelers were going to have and, Oh, geez, they're going to be spending all these wonderful dollars on free agents. And it's, it's going to be like the Redskins back when they were signing Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders. And no, no, it's, it's just not how it works. It's not the way the Steelers do business anyway. They, no. When they sign free agents to big deals, it's their own guys. Yes. 
if they yeah. had the cap space this year, they would re-sign Bud Dupree. They would re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They would take care of those guys first. Yeah. They don't have the space. They're going to have to make some difficult decisions. Um, but, you know, those are the guys the Steelers sign in free agency. They don't go out and, and sign Deion Sanders. No, they've never never been like that. No. No. Um, Ellie, we since, since Ben kind of mentioned him um, – Bud Dupree, um, yeah. he, he's coming off of an ACL injury, uh, which mm-hmm. was suffered in, I think, week 11, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he's a, he, he's a notoriously hard worker. I think he's he's going to be back, um, you know, in what condition, no one knows. No one ever knows after these ACLs. But, yeah. um, I, I mean, do you – were you happy enough with what Alex Highsmith did where you won't feel too bad if Bud goes elsewhere? Or are you kind of in this camp that, that you'd really, really, really like to see Bud back? Um, that I would really, really like to see him back, but that's not a knock on Alex Highsmith at all. Right. Um, and that's where the kind of, for me, the kind of um, conundrum is because do you, try everything possible and i'm not even sure because honestly the cap is is really complicated and i'm not very like well versed in it so i don't want to pretend i am but um it would have to i know they'd have to be they'd have to move mountains to be able to keep him i i think that the the issue is did alex highsmith show enough well was he really given the opportunity to show enough in Mm. order for people to feel confident in keeping him i think i said it when um bud dupree went down with the injury on the podcast actually like you didn't need him to fill bud's shoes just his position and i still feel that way alex highsmith is his own his own entity and i think he could mold himself perfectly into this defense i really do i see it i saw um a lot of bright sparks with him and i think he would be an asset however i really like bud dupree and i will miss him if we don't manage to keep him but i did see his reaction to and i can't remember <laughs> who it was saying that he well. should come back to play for six million Pony. And he just put the laughing emoji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the tweet was from uh, uh, Filipponi. Uh, oh, that was it. Uh, well, and, and he, was, he was quoting John Clayton. John Clayton, the, okay. the former Steelers uh, writer. And then he went on to great fame at ESPN and did one of the great ESPN Sports Center commercials of all time, all by the time. way. Exactly. Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and John is, he, I've always enjoyed John Clayton. But he claimed that that coming off the ACL, that Bud may very well play one year deal, six million dollars. Um, and as Ian pointed out in our discussions today, that would roughly put him about forty fourth or forty fifth in terms of the highest 46th. paid out, yeah, outside linebackers. Yeah. And and my only reply to that is, yeah, that ain't happening, ACL or not. <laughs> So, I mean, Ben, where where does he fall in? And, I mean, is there any chance he's actually back in Pittsburgh? Because, personally, I don't see it. I mean, there's a chance. It's a really, really, really <laughs> slim one. There's always a chance. But it's you know, possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I personally, I think even if Bud signs a one-year deal, you're looking at somewhere upwards of 12, 13 million. Absolutely. Okay, let's put it this way: the tenth highest paid edge player in the NFL makes mm-hmm. seventeen million dollars. Tenth highest. Tenth. Yeah, tenth makes seventeen million dollars a year. Okay. Yeah. Really good pass rushers are really difficult to find, mm-hmm. and every single year there's some guy who gets overpaid, and Bud might be that next guy. Bud also could be the guy who goes somewhere and makes the Steelers wish that they had found a way to keep him. Although I don't know how they would find a way to be perfectly honest, but um, you know, I I think he's probably looking at more along the lines of, you know, that 17 million, $18 million a year range on a mega deal, someplace like Tennessee where they really, really need a pass rush and they're desperate. Um, Some team like that is going to come in and offer him more money than he can 
then he can afford to turn down and he's going to say, yeah, I'm taking it. And he's going to be set for a very, very long time, the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and even if things go badly and, and, and he takes a couple of physicals early and they look at his ACL and they go, yeah, you're not ready yet. We can't make an evaluation on this. And he has to wait until, I don't know, May or June to sign. I still think he's going to sign for like 12 or 13 million and 6 million on a one-year deal. I just don't see it. It's just not realistic. And, and nobody I've talked to who's who's knowledgeable about the cap to this point has, has disagreed with that. I don't know mm-hmm. where Clayton's coming up with one year, six million. I, I think he was just I spitballing. Either. I think yeah. he was spitballing. And I think they put him on the spot and he said something dumb and, you know, maybe wishes he could have taken it back, but but he can't. Um, mm-hmm. One other point on, on Alex Highsmith, since uh, we were talking about that yeah. earlier, uh, you know, Bear in mind that T.J. Watt didn't exactly, you know, light the world on fire his rookie season. Mm-hmm. He started all but one game. Yeah, and didn't you know he he had a solid year, but it wasn't like fantastic. He had seven sacks, which is you know pretty good. Uh, most of them were toward the end of the season. Um, he had a pick. Uh, I don't know how many tackles. He had fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Tackles all in. Um, Highsmith didn't start as many games, obviously, not nearly as many. Um, started five games. Yeah, one third of what uh, right. of what TJ started. He had two sacks. Uh, okay. He had he had forty eight total tackles. Mm-hmm. Okay, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know when they when they pulled Bud out. And put in the rookie, team started running right at the rookie. Mm-hmm. So he had an opportunity to make a lot of tackles. And, which, and then for the most part, he did. He, he did okay. So, I don't think he was yeah. as good at setting the edge as Bud had been. No. But he's also a rookie. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't really hold that against him. Let's know. not forget that, you know, Bud Dupree was on a lot of people's shit list for. For, definitely his first year with the Steelers. Oh, absolutely. Basically for four years. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. his fifth season, he just, you know, he blossomed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he was, I mean, he was in the conversation with Jarvis Jones. Uh, for, Which is for ridiculous. He was but, never well, that bad. No, I, I'm not saying that I agree with that. Yeah. But he People was in saying that. It, but, yeah. But they're idiots. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, he, 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 you know, he turned the corner and, and, uh, pun intended by the way. And, um, yeah, so no, I, I, I just don't, the one, one year, 6 million. I agree, Ben. I don't, I don't know where John Clayton came up with that. Maybe smoking doobies in his room at his mom's house again. I, I don't know. Something, <laughs> something like that. Mom, meatloaf. <laughs> My interview's done. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing. Serving Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Hey, one oh, other point on Bud. Yeah, sure. Since before we, we shift gears here and go to something yeah. else. Uh-huh. That guy's worked his ass off, and he's going to get paid this year, and Absolutely. he deserves it. So, he does. congratulations, Bud. Good for you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Well said, and and I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay, let let's set the table straight on Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> <sighs> All right. Okay, so he he's got a massive contract, and we'll we'll get into to that here in a minute. And and look, I. I honestly don't blame the guy for wanting to get the hell out of there. Um, that organization is a a trash bin on fire with um, also missiles being launched at it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's just awful. Okay, and he he's had enough. And 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 I I am one that does not like the fact that players in all sports leagues have gotten so much power. Um, but, but I, 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 again, I, I cannot deny that he's in a tough spot. He feels like he just has never been treated fairly down there or, um, been given the things he needs. And, and certainly when you lose your number one receiver and get David Johnson in return, no offense, David Johnson, but your best years are behind you, man. Um, so I get it. 
So he he formally has now asked to be traded. Yeah, and he asked weeks ago, apparently. Well, he, he did, but then I, I guess the, the formal was announced. Well, today. he didn't. He didn't announce you know. it. He kept it private until, yeah. you know, today or yesterday. Yeah, and the, so, the report came out. But yeah, I asked for a trade. I, I mean, with the Steelers knowing that Ben wants to come back, um, I thought Art Rooney two's comments about Mason Rudolph today were of the pretty confident type he sounds very much like they're ready to hand mason the the football at least for a season to say let's see what you can do um but all that said all that said and ben we've talked about this a million times on this podcast the steelers always do deal due diligence whether it's taking a phone call or whether Mm -hmm. it's making a phone call and and I'm sure there's been discussions. What would it take? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Ellie, I, I'm just going to give you a hypothetical because it's the one that I've seen the most often. Okay. Would would you trade T.J. Watt to get Deshaun Watson? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Are you the able problem? To- the- the problem with that yeah. is is it's not going to just take TJ Watt. And mm-hmm. I find it kind of funny, actually. A lot of people that, that would take TJ Watt are the same people that will tell you defenses win championships. Ooh. And so I think it's a little bit of that catch-22 situation. Mm-hmm. You find yourself um, a... And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is a, is a great quarterback and I, I have never said otherwise um, and you would have a great quarterback for many years but you would also be losing what I would call like a I, I, don't, I don't know what the right term is but for me TJ Watt is the potential to to retire a Steeler and be a Hall of Famer that's how I see it yes. yep. um, so you're really you're oh, that's a tough balancing act to, it is um, I'm not saying that TJ's the entire defense. Of course he isn't. But oh. to take a powerhouse from one side of the ball in exchange for a powerhouse on the other side. Um, the, on top of that, you would have to provide draft picks, which means that's less O-line possibilities. That's definitely less running back possibilities, maybe even tight end. You're probably going to lose your center. So how are you going to get that with no draft picks this year? Or certainly not a first or maybe even a second this year if you want Deshaun I think the cost is very that would that would you would you'd be looking at the potential of saying yeah we're going to take Deshaun but we are saying also that it's kind of like entering rebuild mode a little bit we'd have to suddenly start building the entire rest of the team around the quarterback which I know is obviously the way a lot of this stuff works sure but um I just think that's a very pricey uh, individual and I'm just not sure that we could do it not only that and a couple of people I've seen have said it how do you mm-hmm. pay him once you've got him how do you pay him you know he, he's exp- he, he's going to be expensive I don't know how how we're expected to pay him on top of um, subsidizing the loss of TJ on top of paying the receivers that uh, Deshaun Watson would want you mm-hmm. know he would probably come to Pittsburgh and be in the same situation where he'd say you don't have any weapons for me. Well, we can't afford them. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have an offensive line, but he's used to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, so, Ben, you kind of stumbled on this today from what I could tell that, it, you know, it, his deal was such that it's like, how do you trade him? But then you you kind of realize that it could work. Oh, it's it's he's definitely tradable. Um, I mean, basically, the bulk of his guaranteed money was not paid in bonuses to start the contract it mm-hmm. it was paid it, it was set up as guarantees to be paid over the life of the deal so the acquiring team should he be traded and i don't think he'll be traded but should he be traded um mm-hmm. the acquiring team will assume those guarantees uh if the texans do trade him his bonus proration only hits their cap for an additional $5.67 million above what his cap number is this year. Okay. Um, so but then he's got to pay yeah. them if if he refuses to play this year, for example, and okay. sits out the year, he's got to pay them back $5.4 million mm-hmm. for this year. So 
Oh, thank you. That's one of the things that that people need to take into consideration here. Deshaun has some leverage. He can refuse to play, but if mm-hmm. he doesn't, the Texans can fine him for every day he misses. And they can also demand that he pay back any unearned signing bonus money to the tune of $21.6 million if he just decided to retire. Okay? Wow. Yeah. And they get yeah. all that money back against the cap as well. When they when they get it back from him, they get it all back. What is so, the daily what is the daily fine for somebody? Fifty thousand dollars for every day you miss in camp. A day? A day. A day. Good grief. <laughs> yes. Fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. If you are under contract, you've signed the deal and you don't show up, fifty grand a day. But you can't see, but the color has drained from my face. Yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting back to to this question of whether or not the Steelers could acquire him. Uh, it's yes. really nuanced, okay? Yeah. It really is. First of all, Ellie, as you pointed out, how do you pay him? Well, this year you can pay him because he only makes $10.5 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. assume that. You assume all the guarantees. Next year he makes 35 The year after that he makes another uh, 37 so on and so forth. Things, things kept keep escalating. Uh, so you could pay him. It That's workable. But here's the thing. The Texans aren't going to trade him. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what they're working this from two different angles. Publicly, they're saying, we have no intentions of trading him. They're already putting the word out. We're not doing it. But then right. the rumors are that they want, if if they were to consider a package, it would be, at least three three first round picks included in the package, and that's not all they want. They want three first round picks plus. Mm-hmm. Wow! So let's just say hypothetically that T.J. Watt was was part of a trade to the to the Texans for Deshaun this year. The Steelers' first round pick this year is late in the round, which devalues it. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, of they can make the argument that they're going to have some holes in the team over the next few years trying to figure out what the deal is and that they're going to take a bunch of cap medicine this year and cut a bunch of guys, cut a bunch of contracts and say, you know, hey, we're not going to be very good. Uh, you'll probably get better picks in 2022 and 2023 while we rebuild right. our team, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's three first rounders that hurt you while you're trying to rebuild your team. So right. in exactly. my mind, if they did this, Hypothetically, and I would if there was if, if it was an equitable trade. I'll, I'll go on record. If it was an equitable trade, okay, okay, where you were getting value for value, I would trade T.J. Watt for Deshaun Watson because franchise quarterbacks are so hard to find. True. Yes, I get it. I get it. T.J. Watt, yeah. as great as he is, and I agree with Ellie said he has the potential to retire as a Steeler and be a Hall of Famer. As great as he is, he is more easily replaced than a Deshaun Watson. You think he's more expendable than yes. Deshaun Watson? Yes, that's not to say that he's expendable. He's just more expendable, more expendable than Watson. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And for anybody who's been a Steelers fan for a long time, that period between 1983 and 2004 <laughs> that you lived through, you know how many terrible quarterbacks we watched play. <sighs> okay? And yeah. relive that through your heads right now and tell me that you still wouldn't do it. You would. You would do it, and so would I. I would wow. trade away T.J. Watt if it were an equitable trade. Now, to me, that means, like, T.J. Watt plus a first-rounder, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. T.J. Watt and three firsts and a second Hell and no. a third, and, yeah. you know, you, you send us back a fifth. Fuck that. No way. Absolutely <laughs> not. But that's why the rumored ask is so high. The Texans have no intention of trading him. They're not going to. And Watson's only play at this point, let's just say he came to Pittsburgh, okay, somehow. Sure. They worked it out, and he came to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would have to start rebuilding the team. They'd have to do a teardown beginning this year. So he would lose Juju. He would still have Johnson and Claypool and Washington, which is a pretty good cast. Yep, not bad at all. But, you know, he'd have a bunch of rookies along the offensive line. Um, He wouldn't have a very good defense opposite him. So the team wouldn't be very good. Mm -hmm. I'll just be frank. And 
it would be a difficult stretch for a few years. He would be frustrated. Uh, I don't see that working out. I agree no. with what Ellie said before. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't see him getting traded anyway. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, his play is going to be, he can either stick it out for a couple of years in, in Houston, mm-hmm. at least two before they say, okay, fine. You're still not happy. We're going to trade you. Mm-hmm. You know, word is that he believes this, that the organization is racist even though they just hired a minority head coach, but that they're racist mm-hmm. and that he doesn't believe in them. Um, I don't think they hired a very good head coach. No, I don't either. Uh, was, it I, the passing, was it the passing co- coach for the yeah, Ravens? Yeah. The Ravens. Uh, wide receiver and passing wide receivers, coach and passing coordinator for the Ravens who had the worst passing offense in the league, literally the number 32 passing offense in the league. Yep. And wow. he was also the wide receivers coach for the Chiefs the year that they had no wide receivers score a single touchdown. Oh, uh, right. Oh, my this God. guy has been a coach in the NFL for been a long I, I, time. A long, long time. I want to say yeah. 27, 28 years. Mm-hmm. Didn't think he'd ever be a head coach. Idea. Yeah. Is now a head coach. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm not thrilled about the hire to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but his only option is to say, I'm not going to play. If he does that, he owes them money. He also devalues himself by sitting out for a year. Yeah. Maybe on bell. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I just don't, I don't see anybody winning here. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, he's going to realize that and he's going to, he's going to go back and play. And I think there'll be a lot of ass kissing. There'll be a lot of begging done by the Texans. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. come back, yeah. we'll work it out. We'll patch things up. Da, 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 da. At least have a conversation with your new head coach before you decide you're quitting. Right. I don't think he's going any place. And if he does go anywhere, I don't think it's going to be Pittsburgh. Well, I, I would agree. I, I'm, I'm in that same position as well. Um, you know, Anything can happen, I suppose, if you truly want it to, but um, he's definitely not coming here. And um, I think that that little dream needs to uh, needs to go away now. Um, the uh, Steelers are still uh, in the market for an offensive line coach. Um, they had Hank Fraley, who was at a, a one-time uh, player for the Steelers years ago. He, he came in from Detroit for an inter- interview uh, and decided to stay in Detroit. Um, there, there have been a few others. Uh, I will mention that uh, Sean Surrett, the uh, uh, coach that was relieved of his duties, um, he is now an assistant offensive line coach with the Chargers. So um, he he did pick up some work, and he'll enjoy much nicer weather uh, in, in the Los Angeles area. But um, be that as it may, the, the Steelers are still in the market. They have settled on offensive coordinator Matt Canada. That's 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 a done deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ellie, let me ask you this. Um, what, what do you think is more important? Do you think it's more important to get an offensive line coach that's going to work well with your offensive coordinator, or is it going to be somebody that's going to work better um, with Ben Roethlisberger, which might only be one year because Matt Canada has got, kind of his work cut out for him. Ben, yeah. I don't know, really fits his offense. And so if he has to use him for one year, you know, what kind of offensive line coach is he looking for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think what would be beneficial would be to look for an uh, offensive line coordinator that works best with um, your offensive coordinator. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who works best with, your, with Matt Canada. Um, because that to me um inspires some belief that the Steelers are looking forward to the future, which at some point we have to start doing. Yep. Um you know one more year we we thought I honestly, you know, some people thought 2020 was going to be the final year with Ben. Now it's looking 2021. And I think we've said it when we were talking about the cap and his 
um, contract, eventually mm-hmm. you have to start moving on from Ben Roethlisberger as much as we some may not and some right. people are very much ready to do so oh, i think yes. a really good start is to start building a coaching staff that's looking towards the future and the future of quarterbacks in this league is mobile mobility um being able to do more than have a really strong arm it seems to be the winning style of quarterback moving in fu- into the future with the nfl and i think that the O-line is such a integral part of that scheme. And that seems to be Matt Canada's scheme. So I think the moving forward, I think the best fit would be someone who works best with Matt Canada. Does that make it difficult for 2021? Probably. That being said, you could have someone who's an exact fit for Ben, who's perfect for him. But with the scheme being now a, a new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. would it work anyway? I don't know if it would make much difference. You're really just looking at um, an O-line that benefits Ben, but doesn't benefit benefit the rest of the offense or an O-line that benefits the offense, but makes Ben feel uncomfortable. I think that a lot of people would lean towards Ben just having to sort of Oh, that's so difficult because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do you how do you tell Ben to do that? I, you don't. I certainly wouldn't want to. But <laughs> I think that you 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 look pro- to be progressive is to look towards the future. I think the Steelers are showing signs with some of the things they've at least said that they're right. looking for the future. I think they're looking for um, coaching staff that work and complement a new scheme of offense because the same thing isn't working anymore. And 2020 has certainly taught us that. Yeah, I agree totally with that. Um, Ben, are, are are they looking for a very specific fit here or, or are they just not having luck finding somebody? Uh, I don't think they're looking for a very specific fit. I don't think it really matters, honestly, whether or not the Mm -hmm. quarterback, the the offensive line coach fits Ben or not. Um, Mike Munchak was known for his acumen with the run game. He wasn't right. a guy who was, you know, a guy, an offensive line coach who designed a high efficiency pass blocking offensive line. He was never that guy that was mm-hmm. never his forte. Mm-hmm. He did it when he was in Pittsburgh because he needed to to match the scheme for the offense that he was coaching in. Do you understand what I'm saying? As far as as Canada goes and Ben fitting his scheme, I'm not particularly concerned about that. Canada is a really creative guy, and basically I expect him to design an offense around his players and not ask his players to fit his scheme. Mm -hmm. Everybody keeps looking at at what he ran, the offenses he ran in college. He's not going to run the same stuff in the NFL. I'll just tell you, it's just not. It's going to be similar. You're going to see some similarities there. Right. You're going to see some some things that that translate over. I mean, some of the things the Chiefs do with a lot of motion to try and confuse defenses and 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 mm-hmm. catch them making adjustments before the snap, so that you know what the coverage is going to be, so that you know which gaps the defense is going to attack on the run. All of those things are going to be incorporated, and and those will be nice to have. But in terms of of the overall offense, it's going to fit the guys that are in the offense, not those guys aren't going to be asked to fit the scheme in my opinion. Um, So the offensive line coach really just has to mesh. It's a long-term hire. It's not a short-term proposition. It it really does have to mesh with your offensive coordinator, but it doesn't really, doesn't really matter as far as Ben goes. I I don't think that's even a, a thing they're considering. Um, Yeah. I, yeah. what, what they've got to do at this point now is they've got to hire an offensive line coach. And now they've got to hire an, a quarterback's coach. Um, Pep Hamilton apparently has been let go by the Chargers, which doesn't really shock me. No. Um, and he's going to be hired as quarterback's coach for the Texans. Oh. Yeah. Strange. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, he came in. He interviewed for the o- OC position in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Didn't get it. Uh, I don't know if, if the Steelers – pursued him for the quarterback's coach job or not. Um, but he's they're expected to hire him as a quarterback's coach in, in Houston. Um, so that's out. Um, 
Uh, Jim Caldwell is another guy that that Mike Tomlin had a conversation with regarding the offensive coordinator position. I don't know if that was Tomlin doing his background on people and saying, hey, what do you think? Who should I bring in? Mm -hmm. Or if it was Tomlin actually talking to Caldwell and saying, hey, are you interested in this job? But I don't expect Jim Caldwell to, to come back to coaching to be the quarterback's coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers when he's Man, been either. an OC for a long time and he's been a, a head coach previously mm-hmm. and he's an older guy. I don't he see is. it, but, but maybe. Yeah, you, know, you maybe. never know. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it but they've They've got to do both um, at this point. And, and those are long-term hires Yeah, when you're doing it. So you're not really thinking so much about right now um especially with a guy who's got as much development as ben already has he's going to go going to his 18th season he's not really a guy you really need to coach up um what they need to worry about right now is the younger talent in their room and how well a quarterback's coach can develop those guys yep yeah Uh, so that that's going to be their first consideration when they hire that quarterback's coach. And that's, of course, Rudolph and, and now Dwayne Haskins um, mm-hmm. being able to help those guys along, too. So About as mobile as a statue. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers also are uh, looking for a defensive backs coach, I believe, as well. So, Well, um, it, that, now that's know. hard to say. That There's speculation yeah. on that, too. It's like, okay, so you've got Terrell Austin, who is the quote-unquote senior defensive coach. Right. Flash offense uh defensive backfield right yeah but they had a defensive backs coach last year too mm-hmm. and let tom bradley go right so austin so now what are they going to do are they going to hire another are they going to hire are they going to make austin the defensive back coach full-time and maybe hire an assistant offensive backs mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. are they going to hire an offense a defensive backs coach excuse me and and have austin continue in the same role um one of the criticisms people had of the Steelers at the end of this year was that they had the smallest staff yes. in the league. Well, people need to bear in mind that the Steelers didn't list a single quality control assistant on their staff this year. Usually, most teams have between four and six of those. Right. Okay. The Steelers didn't list one this year. That doesn't mean they didn't have guys that did that job. They just didn't list them as coaches. Um. Dan Rooney, who is uh, Art Rooney's son, has done that job over the years. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if he did this year or not. I think, think he did. He worked with quarterbacks. Um, has been a, an offensive quality control coach in everything but title for a number of years with this team. Yes. For example. Yes. And I'm just giving that out there as an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, all I'm saying is, there are guys that perform those roles that just aren't given the title of coach. Right. Um, and I would expect, I would hope and expect that they're going to bring some more guys in and, and give them coaching titles. Another hire I'd like to see is uh, I'd like to see an, an assistant outside linebackers coach, somebody just to help out Butler mm-hmm. with running drills and whatnot, you know, breaking yeah. down tape, the little things. Yeah. yeah. The little things. Um, you you can't really argue Butler's track record with outside oh, linebackers. Very He's coached good some amazing players at outside linebacker. You know, looking back, James Harrison, uh, Clark Haggins, even yeah, um, uh, Joey Porter, uh, obviously Woodley. Uh, you know, and now he's he's his first year in. Bud Dupree suddenly took a spike, and you know his his career turned the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.J. Watt, who's obviously a very talented specimen himself. Indeed. Um, you know, it goes on and on. Jason Gilden. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's another you know? one. So you just, you go back and you look at all the guys that the guy has, has coached and his track record speaks for itself, but he's also got to be the DC. So maybe you want to get somebody in there to help him do that. And I don't know that they don't already have somebody in there who is doing that stuff for him. They just haven't mm-hmm. given him the title mm-hmm. of assistant quality control, whatever coach. I don't know. Well, anyway, we, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, there, there's been a lot we've covered tonight. There's no doubt about it, and uh, in the coming weeks, we will start looking uh, at the draft. Um, 
I know Ian and I both started uh, a couple of our draft profiles today. He's already looking at running backs. I'm looking at quarterbacks. So um, it's uh, it's a long, grueling process, but uh, uh, we will be hammering that stuff out for you. And um, mm-hmm. again, I uh, encourage you to check out the website, steelcityblitz.com. Of course, on Facebook and uh, at SC Blitz on Twitter as well. And so uh, I think that's going to be it. Uh, Ellie, do you have a parting shot for the evening? Is there anything you would like to add before we depart? Um, I can't think of anything witty, so no. Okay. All right. Nothing anything witty. British to say? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Anything British to say? It's British? Yeah. What? I will say, you know, if um, if there were more Brits on that coaching staff, I think we wouldn't have half of these problems. <laughs> i I, i'll say this i do love when when the british football fans talk about uh coaches getting fired and they use the term sacked i love that yeah uh which obviously is very synonymous with uh uh, english football over there Mm -hmm. Uh, so i i do i i enjoy that part of it uh ben did you have any uh parting shots for this evening Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna drink one more beer (laughs) no not really i mean i you know i uh well i don't want to force anything no not at all there are so many questions rolling around right now this is going to be a really weird off season you know the steelers have 19 free agents uh some of them are are really key and and uh, it's one of the things I'd kind of like to break down at some point here. Oh, we will. We do the podcast is, you know, who would, who do we keep? Who do we let leave? If you have to make some hard decisions, if it were you and you were actually the GM, you were Colbert, who would mm-hmm. you prioritize? And where would you find the money? How would you do it? So that's, yeah. these are hard questions. Yeah. And I I don't know exactly, you know, how I would address all of that, but um, you know, Marquise Pouncey. There's another one. Should Marquise Pouncey retire? Should he stay? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if if he does, it uh, throws the draft organization for a bit of a loop in terms of prioritization. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And, and, uh, yeah, we'll be covering all of it in the coming weeks as uh, the offseason rolls on. Uh, But for both Ben and Ellie, this is Steel Dad, and I am signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Start of the